You're listening to Through the Fire Podcast, where we talk about trauma, transparency, and triumph. Has a life-altering event left you confused, broken, and bruised? Guess what? You're not alone, and this is not the end. Join us as we discuss experiences with traumatic and tragic seasons, what we're learning, how we're overcoming, and how you can too. We're your hosts, Montez Dove and Cedricia Thomas, and we're talking beauty for ashes, y'all. I have a lot to talk about today, so let's jump right on in. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, Dreesy, several years ago, I took a plane trip to Michigan to celebrate my daughter getting her master's degree. And leading up to that trip, Dreesy, I was doing a lot of self-reflecting. And I was having some internal dialogue about my own life during that time. Some of the thoughts I were thinking about was some of the decisions that I had made in life, as well as reflecting on some of the sacrifices and Mm -hmm. the investments that I had made in others and how good I was. I was just thinking about how good I was at making sure others succeeded. I had noticed my life, Dreesy, that over the years I had been giving and pouring into others in different capacities. From the capacity of being a dedicated mother, a youth mentor, an employee, and a friend. And honestly, Dreesy, I just had a lot of thoughts swirling. And at the time, I was just feeling behind in life. I was actually feeling left behind. And I was just feeling like I should be further along in life. I guess at different points in life, We take time and we reflect like that. And especially when you get older and you get to certain milestones, you're just trying to look back over that life and see, did you live a full life or the best life that you could? But again, I said I took a plane trip to Michigan. And on that plane trip, Dreesy, this is what happened. The normal thing that happens on there is when the flight attendant, she does her routine safety briefing. And that's when I got a revelation. It's something that I've heard on several occasions, but this time, Dreesy, it stood out loud and clear. As they were giving their briefing, Dreesy, I heard, in case of emergency, use emergency exits. It also said, leave overhead luggage behind. Use life rafts under the seat as flotation devices. And be sure to put your mask on first before helping others. And that's when I had an aha moment. Be sure to put your mask on first before helping others. And it was right there in that moment, Dreesy, that I realized I had been doing life a little bit backwards. I had actually been helping others first and then putting the mask on myself. And that's exactly why I would often feel myself coming in last and not sometimes even being able to breathe. So I'm just going to talk today a little bit about self-care, because not only did I feel those feelings, there's someone else feeling possibly the exact same way. And there's somebody in a negative space because they're feeling empty. You've been pouring without any refills. But today we're going to talk about self-care, those who pour, those who invest in others on a regular basis. So, you know, just to give a definition of what self-care is, Dreesy, according to Google, 
Self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. It is the practice of taking an active role in the protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during times of stress. Self-care refers to any intentional act of meeting one's emotional, physical, or spiritual needs. It may include small tasks like sleeping in, going for a run, even applying lotion to something even more elaborate, like long-term actions like setting healthy boundaries, asking for help, or getting a medical procedure. What I've learned is that self-care is not selfish. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's very healthy. And without it, we can run the risk of burnout, emotional instability, and actual mental health issues. That information actually came from Self-Care 101. It's from a site called beautyafterbruises.org. So I just want to talk today to someone about the importance of self-care, and especially after trauma, or if you are a survivor of trauma. I know that self-care can be very challenging due to one's self-concept, and sometimes it can feel very undeserved. So trauma plays a role in how we take care of ourselves, how we see ourselves, and that's what it means by self-concept. It is the mental image one has of oneself. Trauma. Trauma can affect the way we see ourselves and how we see the world, which is actually our worldview. Trauma can also affect the way we see ourselves and also the way we treat ourselves. So when it comes to trauma, self-care is part of the healing journey. So I don't know if you've experienced that or not, Dreesy. You seem like a person who's always taken very good care of yourself, but <laughs> Have there been times where you've probably neglected yourself or oh yeah, misprioritized yourself? Yes, I have. Okay. Mine is different because I'm not a parent yet. You know, I'm not married yet and all that stuff. So mine is different, but I've definitely placed things above my self-care in various instances, whether it was when I was in college, <laughs> whether it was when I was in my career. I even said that, you know, before I had this health challenge that I wasn't even taking, just looking at everything that I do now, I wasn't doing all of those things before. And so actually looking back makes me realize all of the areas of my life that I actually wasn't touching as much as I should have been. So yeah, it has definitely come up for me. I mean, I touched on how perfectionism really affected me definitely while I was in school. And so I would just go hard. And then I would even see that in my career where, you know, you're just going hard, always expected to do, 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 do. And I think some of it stems from me coming from just a magnet school where we were like the number one school in our city and the top three for our state. And so all I know is to like operate in excellence. And I think some of that branched off into going hard for things and maybe lacking in some areas of my self-care. So I've seen it come up for me for sure. Okay. So when it comes to self-care, you know, sometimes it's hard for people to pour into themselves or they feel guilty about putting their self as a priority. But I want to tell someone to don't feel guilty or allow others to make you feel guilty about caring for yourself. It's absolutely okay to look after you. Actually, it's time for you to invest in you. 
You need to know that you are the most important person in your life and self-care starts with you. Don't expect other people to prioritize your self-care. So when I'm saying don't expect other people to prioritize your self-care, that means your mental self-care or if you know that you're getting to a breaking point, only you sometimes know your boundaries. Only you know your breaking point. So that's when you have to step in and you have to take care of you. Now, I look to the word for a lot of inspiration, for direction and just examples. And Jesus is one of our greatest examples because even Jesus was good at self-care. You're like, what? Yeah, I believe Jesus actually practiced self-care. And the moments he would practice self-care is when he would get alone and pray and be in the presence of his father. After Jesus would go around and do much ministry and pouring into others, even Jesus had to be refilled. Some of you are so used to taking care of others that you don't even know how or where to begin taking care of yourself. If you are that person who gives or invests in others a lot, it can actually feel unnatural to invest in yourself. But I promise you, it's time to focus on you. It's an article that I have, and it shared a few things from low impact self-care to something more elaborate. So these are just a few things here that you can do for self-care. I'll start with saying you can actually put your phone on silent. You can listen to music. You can take a nap. You can listen to a podcast like Through the Fire podcast. Yes. You can read a book. You can exercise. You can go for a drive. Maybe you need to go ahead and make that doctor's appointment, set some new goals, and actually journal. You can go to a play or a concert. You can take a trip. You can reach out for help. You can see a therapist. And detox from social media, and this is a good one right here, it's last but not least, you can actually start saying no. That's a big part of Mm self-care, especially when you're the yes person all the time. Being the yes person costs you something. It's very expensive to just be a yes person. It's very exhausting sometimes to just be a yes person. So to balance things out, say no more often. And this is just a little side note right here, because I want to invite some others in on taking care of the people around you who pour and give a lot. I want you to know that the go-to person also needs someone to go to. So I think it's very important that we be sensitive, not just to our own personal needs, but be sensitive to the needs of others. Be willing to pour back into others who pour into you. Don't just take and take and take and don't give anything back. Be sure to reciprocate and give and take and take care of the people who are taking care of you. And also when it comes to self-care, it spills over onto others. When I'm taking care of myself and when I'm at my best, it reflects on everything around me. It shows up in my relationships. It shows up in how I feel. And like I say, it spills over onto others. And speaking of spilling over, it brings me to a video I was just looking at. It's about a three-minute video, and it's with Miss Ayanla Van Zant and Oprah Winfrey. 
And the video is titled, Why You Should Put You First. It's from Oprah's Life Class and the tour. In this short video, Ayala says, putting you first is not selfish, it is self-full. She goes on to say that my cup runneth over. She's coming from Psalm 23 and 5. She says that what comes out of the cup is yours and what's in the cup is mine. And she was encouraging us to keep our cups full. So, you know, that's a great analogy of putting ourselves first and pouring to ourselves and putting a balance to what we give. What's in the cup is hers and what comes out of the cup is yours. That's good. So that's exactly what I've been doing. You know, ever since I've gotten that little message on the plane, I reevaluated some things. I've put me on the list. I've said no more often. And I've actually started some self-care practices that I wasn't doing for a very long time. Because like I said, all of my energy, all my time and resources was going into others. But since I've taken on self-care practices, I, I actually do feel better. I feel like I matter as well, because a lot of times when you're just pouring and pouring, it just seems like everything is about everybody else. And sometimes we even put ourselves in that position, because as long as you give, people are going to take. So I had to be responsible for that and put a balance to it. But like mm -hmm. I say, since I've been focusing on self-care, things are better and they're continuing to get better. Yeah. And one thing about self-care is that it's not the American way, right? We're so used to going hard and do, 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 do. So that's why it can feel uncomfortable for so many people or they can deal with the guilt because it's not the American way. And so we sacrifice self-care, which can have long-term effects on our health, on our progress, on meeting our goals. We can be delayed in some areas. And that actually can make a person very resentful and bitter. And so that's another reason why we need to have self-care benefits. It can provide clarity, focus. It can help you prioritize, improve your concentration, physical and mental health. It makes you more effective. It allows you to accomplish your goals. Just like what you said, it spills over. So it benefits your relationships. It reduces stress. This article that I have here, What is Self-Care and Why is it Important for You by Matthew Glowiak? Talks about it eliminates anxiety and depression. It assists your mood. It improves your energy. It minimizes burnout, like you mentioned as well. And I think a lot of people are catching on to this idea of self-care. You know, we talked about the bandwagons. This is a bandwagon. This idea of self-care has gone viral. People are doing all the things now. Um, and I even shared in an earlier episode about this soft life for even Black women, where Black women are deciding they're going to care for themselves. They're going to do this. That has gone viral. So I do think, Ms. Moni, that people are catching on and getting the gist that, hey, I need to put me first. What I hope doesn't happen is that it doesn't make us all, because a lot of people as human beings, actually, our normal nature is to be selfish. So I just hope that it doesn't <laughs> increase selfishness, but that it just kind of balances itself out that we understand like, hey, you need to care for you so that you can properly care for others. I do hope that that is the end result. So, yeah. Just remember, um, you're a better person when you take care of yourself and practice self-care. You know what, though? One thing I just thought about. 
we're talking self-care, I think a lot of times we match that with, oh, time alone, doing me. And for some people, that is the case. But I want to talk to people who need to hear that self-care for you may look like actually surrounding yourself with people. Okay, so that might be for a few people who need that, who need community right now and who equate self-care to being time alone and doing them. For some of us, that's not what self-care is. For some of us, it's surrounding ourselves with people and finding community. And so I just wanted to add that in. That was good. So this article that I said that I have you all, it talks about a self-care plan. And it shares a few dimensions that in domains of wellness that make us whole. And it has the areas of emotional, environmental, financial, intellectual, occupational, physical, social, and spiritual. For some of us, we may have to create a self-care plan. So what does that plan look like for you emotionally? Here it says maybe talking to someone, reflecting, journaling, reading, doing something artistic, learning a new hobby, whatever that is for you. Environmental, taking a walk somewhere, breathing in fresh air, enjoying the sun, the night sky, reducing waste, picking up litter. Financial, developing a financial plan, savings account, start saving, try saving even more if you already have a saving, investing, try cutting back on unnecessary purchases. For intellectual, reading, listening to audiobooks, podcasts, documentaries, puzzles, all of that. Occupational, learning a trade, getting a degree, training for a promotion, polishing up your resume. Physically, maybe working out daily, making sure that you're getting adequate hours of sleep, seeing the dentist, going to your appointments, making appointments. A lot of people actually don't go to their appointments. They don't even make the appointments. Social, meeting up with your friends and family, keeping in contact, volunteering, going out, having fun, engaging. Spiritual, meditating, praying, reflecting, engaging in whatever your your spiritual practices are there. So I just wanted to share some of those dimensions if anybody was interested in creating that self-care plan. Very good. All right. There you have it. Self-care is necessary. And remember that we're overcoming. And you can too. Thank you for joining us this week on Through the Fire podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Through the Fire podcast. You can also connect with Montez at The Poetic INSP and on Facebook as Montez Dove. You can connect with Cedricia on Instagram and Facebook at Cedricia Thomas. Be sure to subscribe to the show to catch new episodes every Thursday and leave us a comment or review. Thank you for listening and see you next week.